Gabrielle watched Simon leave. He was taking the gun, but it would have been too dangerous to try to take it from him. Nor was there any way to convince him to stay. She had made the mistake of allowing him to think of himself as team leader on this expedition, and now he was wedded to the role. Too empowered. She would have to break him down when she got back out, reduce him, make him feel pathetic and worthless so that he would do what she wanted again. She would figure out how when she got out. Now. Now was the time to explore. Joshua looked like he was about to faint. Simon was no longer in sight, just the two of them down here. Poor Joshua. He wanted to leave so badly she could smell his fear. A glance over her shoulder at the tunnel that led to the burrow, and then she stepped forward. Sweat was beading his brow. His lips were pale and his eyes were skipping everywhere. She reached out and slid her hand around the back of his neck, pulled him gently forward, leaned in, and kissed him. His lips were soft against hers, motionless. She pressed against him, dug her nails into his skin, hurt him. He came awake. He came to her, his energy, his mind. She felt his mouth begin to move against hers, heard him groan. She reached down and slipped her hand between his legs, took hold of him through his jeans and squeezed, slowly kneading him. He shivered, kissed her harder, and she almost laughed. How easy, how easy it always was. He grew hard almost immediately under her hand, and just as he reached for her, she pulled back. His eyes were fevered now, desperate, alive. Joshua, she whispered, it's just you and me now. He nodded, blinking, reached for her again, but she turned, moved away. Come on, she said, voice soft, assured of him now. Turned to the tunnel corner, she could hear movement the softest of whispers, the lightest of treads. They were coming. Lights up. Holding hers up along with the camera, shivering with excitement, wanting to cry, she moved forward, each step akin to that which a bungee jumper takes at the last. Light, brilliant and delirious, bringing out each detail of the tunnel wall, a sense of things pulling back, away from her, retreating. She took the last gliding step, brought the room into view, brought her light to play against their bodies. They recoiled, movement slow, hunching their powerful shoulders, bringing their clawed hands up, turning away. They were beautiful, repulsive, soft and heavily wrinkled, skin like that of a rhino, hanging in heavy folds about them, their heads spherical and without necks, no ears, golden whiskers glinting in the light, but otherwise hairless. Massive thighs, tiny lower legs, long feet, their bodies fat and solid. Fascinating. She played her camera across them, took in all their details. They were moving away from her, drifting with slow steps, retreating toward the far tunnels. Grinning, exultant, she moved forward. They gave way. They were harmless. She laughed, the sound echoing strangely within the chamber moving the light slowly back and forth like the loving touch of a lash, driving them back before her. Three other tunnels led away from the room, and the creatures shambled away into them. Are you recording this? She called over her shoulder, not turning to check, moved into the center of the room. If only the ceiling were a little higher so that she didn't have to crouch so, but still. She wanted to see where they took the bodies, wanted to see them eat, 
wanted to see their faces, wanted to see them lower their mouths to that putrescent flesh and slurp up the liquefied remains, see sheets of skin stretch and then tear as gobbets of fluid flesh were torn off, wanted to hear the sound, the crunch of bone, the wet slurps. Where did they keep the bodies? A central area? Strewn haphazardly around these tunnels? Gabrielle was shuddering with pleasure. She was almost crooning to herself. Go for the largest tunnels. They will be the ones that are used the most. So she oriented herself toward the largest of the three, and holding the light before her like a lance, made her way down it. Into the depths, the darkness, the heart of this filthy little world. Toward the bodies. Following the smell of death, that very smell that had led her on through her whole life. Simon rushed as quickly as he could back toward the escape shaft. There was no way he would stay here. No way. Stupid, filthy whore. She'd played him. For the last time. No way. He was going to pull the plug. So what if Coffin Cam was making him a fortune? Did she think he needed her? Did she think he couldn't make money without her? Stupid, stupid, stupid. Why had he come? Now he was down here alone. Was this the shaft? No. Too dark above. Next one. Simon hustled along, shoulders brushing against the tunnel walls, gun held out before him. If he saw one of those things, he'd just plug it. No questions asked. Where the hell was the way out? Another shaft above him, but not theirs. A sound behind him, and he spun around, falling over as he did so and crashing on his ass, light brought up to bear as he prepared to shoot. Nothing. Just dust hanging in his flashlight's beam. Silence. Nothing there. Nothing. He must have imagined it. He was breathing too hard. He had to calm down. Stay cool. In the movies, those who panicked died. God, he didn't want to die. Carefully, he stood back up, turned, and began to hurry once more, feet thudding into the rough dirt. Come on, come on! Had he somehow missed it? Should he double back? No. With a huge sigh of relief that caught in his throat was almost a sob. He saw the rope hanging down into the tunnel ahead of him, the scuffs of fresh dirt that had fallen with their descent. There. He rushed up, shoved the gun in his holster, and played the light up the shaft, nearly screamed when he saw a face looking down at him from high above. But it was a person. Not a monster. A person. Hey, I'm coming up, he yelled. Where's Gabrielle? asked the stranger. What? Fuck Gabrielle, I'm coming up, said Simon. Was that a scratching sound? He turned his light up and down the tunnel. Nothing. Where's Gabrielle? asked the guy again, determined. I don't know. She's down here somewhere. Whatever, man, I'm coming up. Make room so I can climb out. The man stared down at him. What the hell? thought Simon. He looks like George Michael's retarded cousin. Then the guy took hold of the rope and began to yank it up. Hey! screamed Simon, grabbing at the rope with one hand. The guy yanked it up further. In a panic, Simon dropped the light and leaped, trying to snag the rope with both hands. Missed. Furious, wanting to scream, to cry, he snatched up the light and shone it up the shaft. The guy was coiling the rope around his hand and elbow. What the fuck are you doing, dude? What the fuck? Throw it down! Tell Gabrielle this is what she gets for messing with me. 
Ask her if she's bored now. Dude, please, I don't know where she is. Just let me up and you can tell her yourself. The guy stared down at him and then shook his head. No. Then he stood and stepped out of Simon's line of sight. No? said Simon to himself. No? He couldn't believe it. He was stunned. He stared at the empty shaft, stared at the hole in the coffin floor some fifteen feet above him. His heart was beating so hard he felt his chest shudder with it. His knees almost gave way. His eyes brimmed with tears. Panicked, he dashed them away. Hey! he screamed, cupping his hands around his mouth. Hey! Help! Somebody! Hey, dude! Nothing. He was panting. A scratching sound. A soft scritching. Simon snapped the flashlight down and saw that a number of those hairless things had appeared were somehow close to him, only some ten yards away. Even as he saw them, they looked away, turned from his light, raising their hands to shield their faces. A hint of tiny, beady black eyes, massive incisors, slits where nostrils had been. Simon backed away a step, turned to run, froze, felt hot wetness spread across his crotch. They were in the other direction, too. They turned from his light, stopped moving, raised their claws. Panting, whining, he swung his light back to the first group. They had taken a step closer, but stopped once more. They weren't retreating from the light. They weren't retreating. Hot liquid was running down his left thigh. He whipped the light back to the second group, caught them drifting toward him once more. He raised his gun, squeezed the trigger. The sound was deafening. The gun bucked in his hand. A red hole appeared in the shoulder of the first creature. And then Simon fired again, yelled as he did so, fired two, three, four shots. The creature fell, dropped to the ground, lay still. Ha! He yelled, turned around to where the others had shied back from the sound. You like that? You like that? He raised the gun and aimed it at the head of the leader of the second group. Fired. Missed. Fired a sixth bullet, hit it in the chest. It squealed, and then he shot it again. It dropped, fell to the ground, legs and claws spasming. Simon turned back, raised the gun, squeezed the trigger. Click. Simon's heart sank. No, he said. He had brought more ammo. He knew he had brought more ammo. Hadn't he? He shoved the gun in his holster, dropped into a squat, and unslung his pack. Moving the light back and forth, breathing rapidly, he dug through his pack, lost patience, dumped out its contents. Nothing. No ammo. He closed his eyes, took a deep breath. He'd fixated so much on the gun itself, he'd forgotten to bring more bullets. Help! He screamed, screamed so loud and hard that he felt something tear in his throat, pressed his back against the wall, shone the light up the shaft. There was nobody there. The rope was gone. He was alone. Oh, God, he said, tears running down his cheeks. Oh, God. Can't get enough of my buttery, silky voice? 
Head over to iTunes and search for Paul Guyet so you can check out the audio version of Philip Tucker's The Grind Show, the frenetic demon-hunting romp that critics have described as Neil Gaiman being dragged through the desert by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, as well as Digressive Obscenity, a new podcast that's been nominated for the 2013 Geeky Awards. Put me in all your ears. Thank you.